There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. Happy National Pizza Day. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. I only say that because every Friday is National Pizza Day to me. And we we went over it and over it, Nick and I did, while Landon was gone last Friday. And it was probably one of our best shows. I listened to that on a plane, and I was hungry for pizza on a plane, <laughs> unable to achieve my pizza desires. Our job was accomplished. <laughs> uh, we were wrong on Garmin. The like folio data was incorrect. Uh, we said that the fourth quarter was going to be a little bit shout, and instead they had a they had a pretty good quarter, especially with the consumer wearables. So that, um, from a trading perspective, is no big deal because Nick navigated us through that. We had a you know we were pretty clear that we were sixty five thirty five. Uh, yeah, I mean, in all fairness, we were cautiously bearish. Yes, we, yeah. you know, we we usually are pretty strong bearish, pretty strong bullish. We were adamant that we were cautiously bearish in this case and yeah. you put on a trade to reflect that yeah which was fantastic yep. in hindsight because now the trade is down just a little bit right it's down ten dollars per contract so 10 cent loss out uh, of the gate it was a it was a dollar loss but we put that extra duration on it for this reason right so we could have the ability to continue holding let the data flush out into the stock so it's pulled back two and a half points since then and the options are now worth 75 cents Sold them at sixty five cents, so we're at a ten cent loss. So ten dollar loss per contract. If we took it now, if we took it, and now. what are you doing? Are you holding? Yeah, Absolutely. that's why we put some duration in like the trade. Fifteen yeah, percent. There's, there's fifty six yeah. fifty six days left until those options expire. God, I love the concept of of making money when I was wrong. Yeah, I was, I, that's the best. That's that's why I love options. Yeah, right. So our data is not one hundred percent right all the time, obviously, but when you combine our calls with the trading expertise of someone like Nick, who can, who can finagle and navigate just in case we're wrong. I love it. That's why we're here. And also in hindsight, I was thinking about it after the release. And before we stated the data was bearish, we're talking about how many ways Garmin is, <laughs> is just implemented throughout the world. Like, how many brands they have. Atlanta's like, there's, there's a billion products. You know, this is just the most amazing thing. But we're bearish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of funny. Um so we're still cool with Garmin. I'm holding my uh, short calls as well. I'm I'm with you 100%. I think if it gets down to 20 or 25 cents in the next couple of weeks, I'll take enough profit to go buy some pizzas. Sure. Yeah, I usually look for about a 50% value decay yeah. on these, so 35 cents I'll be out. Cool, cool. And um, so we probably won't cover that one anymore on the podcast. I mean, everybody no. can kind of exit on their own, but... It's one of those things. We've got a couple more opportunities here uh, today, both based on holiday quarter performance that we see in the like folio data. Landon can go through those with us because they're kind of similar stories, right? They are similar, yeah. And they're both, like you said, they're both based on the fourth quarter data, uh, which for these companies, their quarter ends on uh, the end of January because they want to get all that Christmas holiday in there. So you've got all the... Uh, November and December shopping baked into this fourth quarter. Wait, the end of January or end of December? 
end of January. Their quarter goes through the end of January. Yes. Huh, that's weird. Okay. And the companies that we're talking about, first we could talk about Best Buy. Yep. So Best Buy um has obvious obviously very seasonal. Um Christmas and uh around then everyone goes out and buys the cool new stuff. And this this fourth quarter they've done slightly better than last fourth quarter. Um and I think according to consensus estimates they're expected to be sl- just barely worse than last quarter, and we think they're going to do a little bit better than last quarter. Okay. So uh, we are slightly bullish on Best Buy based on purchase intent data being a little bit higher over the fourth quarter. Cool. So this this bakes in Black Friday, Christmas, yes, New Year, all that good stuff. It does. Everything that they should have in one quarter. Right. That, that's why plus, they moved Plus there. all the sales prior to Super Bowl that they put on. You know, they usually start doing that's TV true. sales like three, four weeks prior to Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. So they'll do the first sale on select TVs about four weeks prior, then three weeks prior, they'll move it to the bigger screens. Oh, good call, yeah. That's probably why they end it end of January. Yeah, and they want to get all their returns baked in, too, from Christmas. Um, right. So that's cool. So Best Buy, you said, I just want to recap, the analysts are actually expecting Best Buy to have slightly weaker year-over-year performance for this quarter. Yes. And our data is showing, our purchase intent data is showing that we think consumers actually did more in the stores on that quarter over quarter. Right. Slightly more. Slightly more. But but those are two, what's cool about that is even if it's slightly both ways, if we're right, that's a different story that changes the story for the company. Right. And that's the kind of thing that can lead to a change in expectations well out into the future and can cause, you know, not only does the, if it happens, not only does the um, earnings and revenues go up, but it also can increase the multiple that people are willing to put on the company because the company now has a growth story Absolutely. rather than a, a whatever, a, a decline story. Right. And so that combination can be really good. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with Best Buy here because I'm kind of, you know, I mean, personally, I can't remember the last time I even considered walking in a Best Buy. So I actually did. Your um, computer is from Best Buy, the one that you got a month or two ago. Oh, I thought I bought it on Amazon. Yeah, and it was a POS, and I went oh, to yeah. Best Buy and got you one because the one from Amazon was terrible. <laughs> oh, really? So you're using a Best Buy, and that, that okay. is in the, I should have tweeted it, and then it would be in, in our data, but that was in the fourth quarter, so. Okay. Your your computer sales in this. Oh wow. See? Yeah. <laughs> See, you learn something you learn the weirdest things on the like folio podcast, like <laughs> where your computer came from. <laughs> I wanna do a Best Buy about a month ago. My parents needed a couple new TVs for their new place. So I did a ton of research online. Went into Best Buy to actually see these TVs in person with my dad. And I gotta say, man, there was a lot of people in there. It was really organized. The displays were really clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. The employees were extremely helpful and educated. I mean, I was impressed. Wow. That's what they had to do. Yeah. Right. They had to just maximize because the only, they have to think people aren't coming in here because they want to buy the cheapest thing. They could do that on Amazon. They're coming in here because they want to learn. And right. they want to interact with the product. Mm-hmm. And then if you're close on price and I can just put it in my truck today, done. Right. Right. Then exactly. I don't, that's the only way you can compete with, you know, two clicks and it's delivered to your door two days later. Right. At a low price. So good for them. 
One of the things I miss about Best Buy, I used to go in there 15 years ago when I was really into video games, and I would go and look at all the new video games. On the shelf. In the, on the shelf. Yeah. There's like three aisles oh, of dude. video games. I used to love that. Now there's like a quarter of an aisle, and it's all like, you know, kids and old people, like casino, blackjack, or learn your ABCs. <laughs> there's no real games because everything's downloadable now. So that completely yeah. went away for them. One thing I have to suggest, you guys both need to go into a Best Buy and see in person an OLED TV, organic light emitting diode. These, it's the most impressive thing you've ever seen in your life. Why? The picture quality? It's the future. So OLEDs, each pixel has its own, is its own entity essentially. Mm-hmm. So L, regular LCD TVs, they use the LCD backlight or LED backlight and the LCD display. So the LED backlight, is edge lid or back? I don't want to get into the details. But anyway, OLED, each pixel is controlled. So when it's not receiving electricity, it just goes pitch black. So you have true blacks. So you have this super crispy. There's no glow on that pixel. Uh, it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. OLED. All right. I got I to gotta check that out. There's always has super, to be a new thing with TVs. It's the future of TV. It has to be. No, I'm telling you, this is the future. Are they super this expensive? How much would a 50 bad. inch cost? The 55 inch is the lowest you can get. LG is the only one that makes it now, but CES, uh, Sony announced one, Panasonic announced one, and Philips announced one, but they're all using LG's display technology. So LG's got the, the market locked. That's interesting to look into. We there. should yeah. look into yeah. LG. And yeah. The 55 inch was on sale for 2000, 1999. Okay. Not too bad. That's pretty high though. Right. I mean, you walk through a Costco. You get it for 450 yeah. bucks. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling oh, you. I, you look at this get, thing and you're going to be like, what is going on? All right. All right I'm cool. going to check it out. That's very cool. The other little story I've got to relate on Best Buy is just that Facebook is pulling out almost all of its demo stations of the Oculus technology. They had those set up in Best Buys. And you're saying, and our data saying, people are going into Best Buy. But Facebook found no one was demoing the Oculus. There was almost zero interest. There was multiple days in a row at really? stores where no one even took the demo. And so Facebook's I, I just very disappointed in the Oculus so far. Sure. I just saw it in a glass case. I wanted to demo it, but it's just sitting in a glass case. Yeah, they pulled the demo because I think, um, I think they kept them in the glass case. They, they like display them now, but they stopped doing the demos because nobody was doing them. Huh. Really? Yeah. I'd be all over it. I know. I'd love to. I guess it's just kind of weird to strap something onto your face that that disassociates you completely from reality when you're in a public place. Perhaps. That's yeah. that's that kind of sense. a weird thing to sign up for. You might be nervous you're going to fall over or look <laughs> yeah. like an idiot in front of a bunch of people you don't know. Right. <laughs> or get real scared by like some T-Rex <laughs> or something. Hey, you remember the... We, that was scary. We demoed the yeah. the VR, the Samsung. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I felt like I was going to fall over doing that, so... I, I did. I've one time I threw the headset off and fell backwards onto my, luckily onto my bed. I was in my bedroom. I got scared so bad. <laughs> it's so realistic. It's people, unbelievable. Yeah. Maybe just people don't want to do that inside of a big store with people. It's like getting hypnotized. Yeah. Maybe you know, they being like the a... guy that goes on stage and gets hypnotized. You yeah. don't really want to do that. I'll do it in a private setting. It's just <laughs> yeah. me and a couple friends, but yeah. in front of 500 people, eh. They'd need like a, a, a private room that, you know, there's a Facebook employee outside of it that walks yeah. you in and then locks the door. <laughs> and it's padded in case yeah, you... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, awesome. cool. So um, let's talk about the trade. Yeah, what is... Um, oh, well, so they actually, do report on, um, they pr- report on March 1st before, before the, market. the market. Okay, so that's next Wednesday. So Tuesday, 
Um, we right, can so we've kind of, few of days finalize of our trades on that. We'll do a show on Tuesday. We can finalize oh, okay. you our trades. Wait? Yeah. Okay. Let, let me just say a few things about it. So it's currently at about 45 bucks. Earnings March 1st before market. Last quarter, we had a pop of 6.2% after earnings from the previous day's close to the morning of earnings open. Then that extended to a gain of 13.65%. By the end of the day, close. So we had wow. a, we had a nice double up intraday after a strong gap overnight in, re- in relation to earnings. So this thing the, can move. The quarter prior to that, we had a pop of seventeen percent. Oh, from close to open, that extended to twenty percent from close to close. So you know, not nearly the uh, intraday action, but we're talking about two really really strong mm-hmm. upside moves. But this is this is from completely depleted levels. So mm-hmm. the past two quarters, it's really gotten subtraction, and um, it's currently, it currently has support around fifty-two, uh, and it's it's at forty-five right now. Um, there's resistance at around forty-six, and a fifty-two week high, just shy of fifty. So you know we're we're put, we're getting close to that fifty psychological barrier. Yeah, and that's the only thing that scares me a little bit here. Yeah, we're gonna have to be careful on Tuesday with this one because I I didn't realize they'd already put in two bang up quarters. So mm-hmm. there's the the surprise angle. I think I think we have almost a, we have a turnaround story in the last year. Yeah. Almost doubled in the last year. So yeah. that, I know that you gotta look at the price action of the stock and the the like folio data. All right, yeah. we'll figure out a way to play it on Tuesday. Let's but one one last yep. thing. The implied volatility percentile is damn near a hundred. Oh. Yeah, which is awesome. You that, know, that, that's, that's, great. that's a great premium selling opportunity. So I think I smell some some short puts is what I'm smelling. I was just going to say, <laughs> I think, you know, we need to consider some short puts here with this premium this high and just to give us you know, cautiously bullish because cool. of this resistance level where it is. But I haven't picked the puts or anything yet. All right. So we'll do that on Tuesday? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the trade on both of these on Tuesday. Uh, what do, What's the other? SIG. S-I-G. Yeah, that's not a cigarette company. It's Signet Jewelers. Okay. And they own a lot of, I think they own 20, 21 brands, something like that. Do they own Jared? They do. Oh. They own Jared, Zales, K Jewelers, All People's the Jewelers. They own a lot of them. Yeah. And um, so we look at their like folio data, the purchase intent data. And I really like this because, you know, our data goes back to 2012 and they had a fantastic run from 2012 up to 2015 and the data was just getting stronger and stronger. And then... It kind of turns, and they had a weak fourth quarter and another weak fourth quarter, and now their stock has been pulling back. So the like folio data looks very predictive on this company. And when we look at the fourth quarter, again, another one that ends at the end of January um, to take in all of the holiday, uh, their fourth quarter purchase intent is doing very well. It's much higher than last year. And so with the stock down, this is a really good divergence opportunity. The only asterisk that i would put on this trade is that sentiment has been dropping Uh, people are talking a lot more about the companies and they're talking about buying from there but they're not necessarily more happy they're a little bit less happy so you know that obviously that's not going to be reported in the earnings it's all about sales and the purchase intent is high so i'm bullish but i would put that caution in there that sentiment has been coming down that's okay. Interesting. We'll have to take a look at that one. I, yeah. I'm looking up. So Jenny Johnson High Five. Yeah. You guys follow her on she's, Twitter. She's mm-hmm. funny. So Jenny Johnson High Five on Twitter. She's like every few months she throws out a Jared joke. 
So I'm going to read three of them because they're just too much. Um, I'd rather take a shower with my mom than receive a Pandora charm bracelet from Jared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only afraid of two things in there. (laughs) That is so bad. (laughs) I'm only afraid of two things in life. Snakes and anyone who wants a Pandora charm bracelet from Jared. (laughs) And then (laughs) the worst one... (laughs) I'd rather get cruise ship diarrhea than a Pandora charm bracelet from Jared. (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) First one's the worst, though. (laughs) Those those are not purchase intent mentions. No. We should should send her a Pandora charm bracelet from Jared. (laughs) We should. From like Folio Podcast. Such a funny account. Uh, Wow. That's awesome. One one thing to mention about SIG real quick is um, there's no real liquidity in their options. So this is this is pure, pretty much a pure stock. Play. Gotcha. All right. So we'll be directional if we're going to do anything on that one. Yeah, and it does look. It looks. It's at some really strong support levels. It's pretty much at fifty-two week lows. Hmm. So you know, could be a pretty good op to pop in on. The, I like that. I like oh, that. Yeah, maybe pick up some shares. Divergent. Yeah, awesome. there's a little funny side note on this. There's a a spike in the data that we. You know, anytime there's an outlier, we look at it, and uh, one of the one of the spikes that we had to correct for and and build exclusions around was the um, when the uh, Cowboys played the Packers in the divisional playoffs, January sixteenth. This last uh, this last January sixteenth, there was a play right at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys remember that game. It was back and forth, really high scoring, and uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers went to Jared Cook for the game winning catch to set up set to set up the game winning field goal and there was a meme he, he went, went to Jared. Jared. Uh, yeah, so that there's it wasn't huge but it was a little bit of an outlier so that was kind of Jared's interesting. Jared's loving that. Not yeah. <laughs> free, free publicity. That's great. <laughs> the um All right, cool. Well, so we've got two kind of um bullish ideas from the fourth quarter. Um we reviewed Garmin. I'm going to be in Boston on the 11th, so Saturday, at the TD Ameritrade Market Drive, which is free to TD Ameritrade clients. So be there. I'll be doing a nice presentation on uh, using social data. I might, may or may not have some Pappy Van Winkle mm. bourbon with me. And um, there's, a, there's some nice laughs strewn throughout the presentation, too. And actually, the presentations that surround uh, my presentation are phenomenal. Platform, they really are. Platform demos, uh, trading strategy stuff from real, real deal traders that have been doing it for 20 years on the options exchanges and everywhere else. So if you get a chance, it's free. It's really just a great Saturday, and it's fun. There was one talk um, in, in the Market Drive and Rally where they uh, talked about if you're if you put on a trade and if you're you think it's going way up, or way down, there's like five different things that could happen, right? Way up, way down, kind of up, kind of down, doesn't move. And the way they talk about it is kind of the way that you played that Garmin trade, Nick, is, you know, we were, we were wrong and yet we're still going to be okay because you played the side that favored high probability. Mm-hmm. And they talk a lot about that. It's fantastic learning opportunity. So I definitely encourage anyone in the Boston area to get down and see that. Yeah, and if you, cool. if you can't find the link on your own, just email me, Andy at likefolio.com, and I'll hook you up. Cool. So Tuesday, we'll go over the potential trades for Best Buy and Signet. And then we've also got, we're going to take a look at 
Urban Outfitters, mm-hmm. and Lululemon. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah, so we, we've been nailing those. Those have been Urban, we just destroyed. We were super bearish when it was around 40, and I think it's in the low 20s now. Uh, they got crushed on the following earnings, so we nailed that one. Uh, we're going to take a look at that data as well as Lululemon on Tuesday. Yeah, which we dominated. We were bullish and it popped significantly. Right, so I love I love going back to the well on companies that we've done well on. Yeah, absolutely. Cause also, sh- also yeah. remind me on Tuesday to give you more details about the 25-year-old old Rip Van Winkle decanter set that's coming out. Oh, yeah, people want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be mayhem. Man, that's going to be a good show. Uh, Jenny Johnson, high five. We're going to close with another Jenny <laughs> oh, Johnson high five. <laughs> Don't be Pandora. He went to Jared. The most common murder-suicide note in the United States. <laughs> Jeez. All right, guys. Have a good one. We had a good show, and uh, hope you have a great weekend. Catch you on Tuesday. Bye.